Hello, everyone, and welcome to our fourth podcast episode. I'm your host, James, co-hosting with Sheila, and today we have the Martinez team here. We're going to go ahead and go around the table and introduce everyone, starting here. Hi, I'm Avi. I do the art program here at Martinez. Hi, I'm Leilani. I'm the assistant site director at Martinez. Hi, and I'm Jose Luis. I'm the site director at Martinez. And this is our first podcast here at Martinez. I know y'all have been kind of walking by. Oh, I'm so sorry, Sheila. Yeah, thanks a lot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> See, I'm in, a, I'm in just a go mode today. Hey, y'all. This is Miss Sheila. Um, and I am co-hosting with Professor. Alrighty. And so you've all been walking by the room and everything and kind of walking by the studio. And we've been talking about doing a Martinez podcast for a while. We're, we're down one staff today. Jar wasn't able to make it. Um, but the first question I want to start off and open up to all of you is, what led you to choose this kind of work? Sure, I can start. Uh, when I was a high school senior, I had the opportunity to, thank okay. you, to volunteer at an after-school program. And that was my first experience working in that setting. And in a way, I felt like it came natural to me. At the time, I wasn't sure what I was going to go to school for in college. Um, and then after that experience, I thought, you know, I, I really either wanted to go into teaching or counseling and work with youth. And so that was my first experience. And then that's kind of um, when the opportunity came up to work with the Boys and Girls Club when I was living in Southern California. I jumped on it and I've been a, a uh, part of the movement since 2018. Already. Um, me and Leilani actually used to be club members here. So when we found out they're hiring, we we're like, it'd be cool to come back and see how it is. So, yeah. I move that just a little bit closer. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> First podcast for everyone. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go along with Avi said. We used to be club members, mm -hmm. and I had two jobs prior that really weren't working out for me. And I thought this job would be fun to do just because we attended here, so we knew how it went. Awesome. And I remember when you both came here as members and we actually had one of our former staff visit the other day, Marina, shout out to Marina, come by and visit the other day and kind of, you know, give kudos and shout outs to both of you and everything. And she's really, really proud of both of you. So kudos to both of you on that. So my next question is, on all this, is what's something you didn't expect in this job? Where you kind of, as a member, may have seen it one way or before you started working with youth counseling, mm -hmm. saw it one way and then got your mind completely changed, your paradigm shifted once you started. What, what was that for you? Um, okay, for me, I didn't realize how much structure was behind Boys and Girls Club. Like, as a member, it's just, like, fun. Like, you just come here, hang out with your friends and, like, do your homework and all that stuff. But now that I work here, I didn't realize how much, like, they had to plan and like get snack and all that stuff. It's very interesting. And I'm gonna jump on Avi. As she <laughs> said, I didn't know it took so much just to make yeah. all this happen. I thought it was like all the staff came and they watched us yeah. when I was younger, but it's way more than that, way more. Yeah, similar to what, to what Leilani was just saying. I didn't realize how many different hats I was gonna wear. And mm -hmm. I love that part about the club though. Um, everything from setting up programming to hands-on, being in the gym, playing with the kids, and also just um, doing the outreach and really feeling like I'm a part of the community here. All right. And Sheila? 
I was taking pictures. <laughs> I missed that completely. It's all right. Oh God! What was the question? I was. So, I swear I was taking pictures. Everybody, I wasn't trying not to listen. I was just. I was. But okay. So our photographer Catherine's not here today. So mm. I'm taking her place, and so I'm struggling through it. So please be patient with me. And the question was, it what? is what didn't you expect in this line of work? What was an instance that? You had a thought or thoughts before starting a position like this or even work like this, and then you did it, and it kind of changed your paradigm of, oh, this is what it's really like. What was that for you? So my aha moment. Okay, paradigm. I'm working with that word, and <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm struggling looking at my dictionary. No, um, probably um, probably the the the. The biggest change was I, I knew I always wanted to work around young people, young adults. I knew that. Um, I, I never was good with my own peer group. Um, I, I just didn't, I struggled with um, relating to them, really. It was a weird thing because I always had a, a youthful approach about things. Mm -hmm. So uh, when other people, as I got older, would say, oh, no, you... You know, they shouldn't be saying this and they shouldn't be that and get off my lawn and all that <laughs> stuff like that. And I, I used I had a viewpoint is, you know, let young people be young, you know, let them live, let them have um, if they want to do crazy things and, you know, dye their hair blue, do it. You know, I, I just didn't see uh, why everybody had to be tried to make young people fit the way they wanted them to fit. Mm -hmm. And and part of being young is not fitting in, mm -hmm. you know, and 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 opening up and and trying new things. And so, I just my peer group was always so conservative and and so stuck. Um, so I always knew I wanted to to work around young people for that reason because they had open minds, mm -hmm. um, and I wanted that. And I think what really when I started working. And I really started to get into site directing and, and, and developing my own programming. I realized I was right. It is most awesome working with young people. And, and that was my moment that I knew I made the right decision. So before, I was kind of shaky about it. I don't know. Is this going to work? Is it not going to work? And then suddenly I knew it was okay. Yeah. All right. So, so beat that. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So this whole segment of these first couple episodes of with staff is our focus is we are more than badges and shirts, which is true. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that we have to work with every day and challenges we have to face with members every day that some others may not be aware of. So what are some things that you encounter every day that you think the average person wouldn't think second about or wouldn't maybe know about? What are some of those challenges with members or with working here where you go, man, they really don't know how this works? I know it's a loaded question, <laughs> yeah. so don't all jump on it at once. Everyone's sitting there like, I don't know if I should answer this. <laughs> this is tricky. <laughs> Can you give us an example on your part? Sure. So one thing that I've always 
and I mentioned this in the last episode as well that I did with the group, is we're very different from a daycare, and we deal with a lot of different challenges when in, when in comparison to daycare workers. And it's no knock on any daycare workers or anything out there, but this this portion of the job of this type of childcare is very different from making sure they have food in their bellies and they have a nap time. Uh, it We are dealing sometimes with members that are going through transition in their lives, transition through foster care, transition tra- transitioning in homelessness. And we carry a lot on our shoulders, not just of our own mental health and what we have going on at home, but what these members are going through as well. So it's kind of challenges like that in an instance where a member has come to you or someone has come to you and you go, whoa, I, I didn't expect that out of this. It's kind of where I'm kind of pushing with this is what are some instances where members have come and they go, hey, I had a really tough day at school and I usually don't tell my parents about this, but this one kid's really been picking on me, something like that. It's kind of where I'm kind of trying to drive that question and kind of give you direction in that there is kind of instances like that where members have, you've made that connection with them where they have that safe adult to come to outside of school, outside of home. Can you repeat the question again? Sure. I'm sorry. So the question is, what is something that in this job that you didn't expect, well, not that you didn't expect, but something that may not be seen by people outside of this position, where it's like it's a misconception of okay. they think, oh, they're just you know they're just there to watch the kids after school, kind of like how you were saying earlier when you came here as members, you thought the staff here were just just here to kind of just watch the kids, but now working mm-hmm. the job, you see there's more to it than that. So it's kind of that was what I'm asking there. All right, so I want to jump on your babysitting thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do think of it as babysitting, mm-hmm. but they don't really see the inside. Like, a lot of members do come to us with their problems about bullying at school and mm-hmm. friend groups, um, racism going on at school, and how they can navigate it, certain clubs and stuff, which I've gotten asked, like, how to deal with issues within a club mm-hmm. at a high school by a member here. And I try to give them advice, how to handle it, see what they can do to step forward and make it a better club for everybody to go to, just stuff like that. Yeah. Um, For me, the first time I realized, like, oh, we're doing more than just, like, showing up and, like, just, like, watching the kids was when this one member came up to me and she asked me, she was like, oh, I'm having issues with my, like, my friends, like, they're mad at me. And I was just, like, shocked. I was like... Oh, like, she came up to me and she asked me for advice. Like, I've never really experienced that. Or, like, it just felt really nice. I was like, oh, she trusts me to tell, like, her problems and ask for help. And, yeah. Yeah, and I think in my experience, I think um, just for myself not realizing the lack of resources out there or the limited resources. And, I mean, just for not just child care, but um, when it comes to, like, the equipment we're able to offer in the gym, um, and also in the STEM lab, a lot of these kids wouldn't have access to it outside of our club. Mm-hmm. Um, and also um, other opportunities such as that. There was an, an, instant, or an instance I can think of over the summer. Uh, we had a volunteer come in and teach yoga class. Mm-hmm. A lot of the kids had no idea what yoga was. And just to be able to expose them to this. And they, they really ended up embracing it. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's, that's what I can think of. Something that I really like about this and kind of adding, answering my own question here is a, a lot of conceptions of the Boys and Girls Club I feel are, oh, it's just a place to go after school, just to hang out. 
but not realizing that, like Jose was saying, we offer a lot of different services and mm -hmm. opportunities for members that might not otherwise have those services and opportunities. And we're able to help those members in, those, in these communities to be able to do this and offer them giant chess or mm -hmm. cat on the computers or video editing or art programs where they otherwise wouldn't have. After they go through elementary school, a lot of those become electives and they don't get to experience that. Whereas somewhere here, we're able to offer that and keep going beyond that. Mm -hmm. It's not just another place to hang out after school. It's something to help really change your life. Absolutely. So my next question is, before I kind of open up the table here, is what is the most rewarding part of this job so far? What has been the most rewarding moment or instance or something that really made you feel really warm inside when it happened? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I would say like the smile on the kids' faces and them repeating what we did the next day and being so excited about it and wanting to do it again. I want to say that's the most rewarding point of it all. Yeah. I was going to say right when the kids like walk in the door and they just like greet you with your name, they're just like, hey, Avi, like how are you doing? And like they, like, they ask me the whole question and it just makes me feel very like appreciated, like appreciated and I, it's just nice to like start the day with just being greeted, like greeting each other, saying hi, and yeah, getting the day started. Yeah, I agree, Avi. And then um, giving our members a safe space here that they might not have at home or at school, where they can really be themselves and help them develop. And then um, also giving them access to, like we were saying earlier, um, the programs and all of the, the different supplies that we have here to help them out, and then acting as a mentor too and watching them grow as club members. Okay, what? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm still taking pictures. Um, okay, so what a, a, a big moment for me. I'll, okay, I'll talk about the staff um, because what has happened with my career is over there, and this is a chosen career, everybody. This, is, this to me is not just a job. It is profession. It's my chosen career. And I, I might have been talking to... I was talking to you, Leilani. I was talking to someone and I was saying over the years, my position of how I deal with the young people has changed. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I was a teacher at one time and, you know, a site director at one time and area director for um, Park District. And, and so I was able to be hands on, like I was right in the middle. Like if you look for, you know, ever look for Sheila, she's right in the middle of the kids, you know. Um, Playing, running and playing and, you know, stuff, you know, doing things with them, but activities. And so now, um, as my career has, you know, matured, and I have matured age-wise, I'm not able to do the same things that I could do. And so now I've transitioned into a different part of my career. You know, there's a different um, area I'm in now. Um, and so I'm not as hands-on with the kids because now I got to take a back seat and work from behind the scenes mm -hmm. while I see all the younger people and the younger staff out there like yourself. You know, you're out there with the kids and you're playing the ball and you're running around and I'm not able to do that anymore. But I do know the staff and it has been a joy to work with uh, all of the staff because I don't only just work with Martinez. Um, so shout out to all of them, too. Um, but it has been a joy to see people walk through the door um, that they were one way, they presented one way, and now I see how they have blossomed and bloomed into 
amazing professionals. Um, and and I'll, I'll say, Avi, Avi started first day with me. You know, we were walking together to go, you know, to get background checks and stuff like that. We were together. And now I'm just like, this is my sister from the very first day, sister. <laughs> And, um, and then now I see this young lady. Now she's taking charge of her room, and she's doing, she's doing, uh, oh, no, closer to, oh, he, I can't believe he wants me to be closer to the mic, <laughs> as loud as I am. Um, so I have seen her command her space. And here she was, this silent little sweet little thing, and now she is really taken off with, um, with commanding her space, being the, um, the uh, oh, I'm changing mics. Mic change. Okay, I'm dropping this mic and picking up this one. Hey. Do you want to hand me that one? Okay, I'm handing this one to you. I don't know how. It's just sounding really okay. weird. Okay, myself. are we here? Am I good? Yep. Yeah, I don't know how to put this in. Oh, there I go. Mic check. It's mic okay, check. I'll smooth that cut out. Okay, just smooth <laughs> that out. So, Avi. Um, and I've seen her develop into a really, really outstanding teacher in her room, you know, doing her art. Um, she, she commands her space, and, I, and I'm very, very proud to see that. Um, Leilani, watching Leilani um, go from just the one that kind of just hung out and hung out with the kids and the teens and doing her thing, <laughs> develop into our assistant site director. Um, you would have thought that she would be one of the ones that sat back and didn't speak up. And that's what I noticed about her. She was always the one who was quiet, but when it came to something she saw that needed to be done, she had the volume erased. So I love that about her, and, and I'm so proud to see her develop her career. And then we have Mr. Jose who has gone from one, bounce from one, <laughs> one place to the other, and commanded his um, responsibility of behind the scenes with paperwork and, you know, just, they, one of the things that people don't understand is how incredibly detailed working with kids has to be. It is so disciplined. My goodness. Everything has to be T's have to be crossed and I's dotted, and he handles that very, very well. So my best thing that I've seen is how they have developed, and we won't even go there, Professor, <laughs> how amazing, I mean, I have seen you grow with um, just, just in doing this, this podcast, and it's just been an amazing journey, and that is what I love most of all. That, that's, those are my moments. So there. <laughs> How about that, Jose? <laughs> well done. <laughs> I'd have to agree, uh, as I had mentioned on the last podcast, and as Ilani and Avi know, and you all know now, I've been here for eight years since I graduated high school, so Ooh. I've been here for a long time. Oh, man. I know, right? And for me, it's seeing the transitions and seeing all the ups and downs, mm -hmm. and especially being as a member, seeing staff transitions and going up this roller coaster and then down the roller coaster really sharp and going up and going down. And then eventually it kind of tapers off a little bit and kind of gets steady and then it drops off again or comes back up. So I really enjoy seeing people really come together and teams come together to really make a difference in members' lives. And I really appreciate that about each and every one of you is that you really 
put your all into it when really trying to make these members feel safe and at home and really a better place for them that they might otherwise not have. That's what this place was for me and why I've continued to attend and work here is because that this has always been my home away from home. And so I appreciate that about you each and every single day. If I don't say it, I really do think it. Yeah. So that is to all cool. of you is that all these transitions and throughout all this turmoil that this place is still here in the community to really try to make it a better place. It, it, it has been a joy. But you know, you said, you're saying something. I'm really interested. We have parents listening and donors and benefactors and, and um, the powers that be are out there listening. So tell me, what do you want to say to them about your COVID experience here? What has been going on? Because I know it's a frustration with the parents. Their kids can't get here. We have to shut down. We, we get exposed. We're frontliners on the front line. What is it that you want to say to the parents, the donors, the people out there, so they can understand your side of the story? Because they don't often get to hear the staff. I mean, something closes down, <laughs> and it's like, you know, there's the invisible person saying, we're closed today, yeah. COVID. <laughs> You know, yeah. what do you want to say? Yeah, Jose, uh, what on do that you want note, to say? Yeah, like yeah. you were saying, when there is a closure, I mean, we're still working behind the scenes. We're not taking yeah. the day off. We're still working on programming. Mm -hmm. We're working with the district. We're figuring out how can we safely get these kids back in the club? And also, how can we support them um, from a distance at home, whether that's setting up Zooms? Um, we sometimes set up kits where they can do at home. We share it with the parents and guardians that way. And um, really just letting them know that we're working hard behind the scenes. Sometimes we work even longer days behind the scenes mm -hmm. um, in, in order to support our, our members. I would say it's for, for me, and, I, and again, I had mentioned this kind of last time too, that it's frustrating yeah. is because we not only have to worry about disinfecting every day and really clean very, very vigorously to make sure everything's really clean in the bathrooms and in all of our program spaces and on the STEM center with all the computers and the art room with all the supplies and the game room with all the equipment, is we also have to worry about not only our own safety, but the safety of our families at home as well. Mm -hmm. It's because we, when we come here, expose ourselves not only to members every day, but everything they may carry with them, including COVID. So when exposures happen, we're all here expecting it. We're waiting every day that, okay, today they come in, we could get exposed every single day. And when I go home, I may expose my family if I'm infected. Mm -hmm. And for example, that my, my mom, as you know, had a severe heart attack back in December. She has since made a full recovery and will be returning to work in a week or so. Right, so she's right. doing really yes. good. Yes. Um, but for a while, there was very scary to come into work because mm -hmm. she was compromised and her body was recovering. So I came in every day worried that if I'm exposed, I'm going to have to, you know, maybe sleep in my car because I don't, I don't want to get her exposed mm -hmm. yeah. because she had just survived this traumatic experience and I don't want her to have to experience another. So it's, it's worrying about a lot more than just making sure the members are safe. It's making sure that we are safe as well and that the members, yeah. um, they're safe and our families are safe and their families as well in case we get infected. It goes both ways. Absolutely. It goes both ways. Yeah. That's a really good point. 
And and it's also we don't want to get sick. Yeah. We do not want to get sick because we cannot be there for their kids if we're sick. Right. Um, and I know, um, Avi, Leilani, you guys struggle also with um, you have to keep kids separated. You know, you got to try to have them so, social distance. Um, that is so difficult. Tell us what that's like, that you have to do that. I mean, because they want to be hanging out with their friends. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's pretty difficult when we try to explain to the kids, especially the younger ones, they want to be with their friends. They want to like hug on their friends and, you know, just be close. They're friends. So it's normal. But it's like we have to explain to them, you know, we can't do that. It's like procedure. We're trying to keep you guys safe. And I just feel like a lot of people don't realize we're doing a lot of things to keep the kids safe, keep ourselves safe. And like sometimes the parents might get a little upset if we have to close but like Sheila said, we can't help the kids if we aren't safe ourselves. Like if we are sick, we cannot help your own kids. So yeah. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I want to jump on what Avi said. Um, it's a lot of repeating ourselves to the kids and trying mm -hmm. to explain to them. Like we yeah. have to keep you guys safe. And even with like explaining, it's like two different things going on. Like even if you know, you're vaccinated, you could still get it. So I have to explain that a lot to the kids. Like, we have to be extra safe, not having them too close when we're outside snacking yeah. and having them wash their hands before eating and then wiping down stuff. It's just a lot of repetition going on, but we're trying to do all that we can to give them a safe space to go to after school and such. So, yeah. And benefits of that is that it gives them a routine, it gives us a routine, and routines are safe and yeah. routines are good. It may not be the routine we want to do right now because of COVID, but it's the one that we have to do to ensure yeah. safety. Right. So that's something that goes along with it as well. Yeah, and I, I hope I hope that all parents, and I think they do, understand that that uh, the team wants to be there. Yeah, it's not like they don't, and that's also frustrating. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you want to be there, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, Jose says like, yes, yes, go Jose. I don't know how I can express that. Yeah, we want to be there. Um, but we got to we got to make sure that we're staying safe and we're doing everything we can to keep the club open. Um, and that goes to, you know, keeping kids separate, um, staggering different periods so that we're not all in the same space at the same time, tracking everything and also communicating with the parents. So they're letting us know and cooperating. Let, if, uh, for example, if someone's having symptoms, staying home, isolating, mm -hmm. same as we would do here as staff members. Yeah, a lot of times we have to be the big old meanies, yeah. right? Yeah. We have to be the villains, right? Yeah. We have to go yeah. in and say, okay, Angel, stay apart. You can't be near yeah. each other. Um, when we want to be oh, hanging yeah. out too. Yeah. yeah. And we so, can't do so, it. Something I've noticed though is that when we're, when we're down with the members and we're having to explain something to them is that we're not just going up and saying, hey, you have to be apart. Why? Because I said so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We really do, and I've noticed this with all of us, is we really sit down and say, hey, this is why we can't be together is because of COVID, because it transmits this mm -hmm. way. We yeah. recently had to switch all of our members to the to the to these masks rather yeah. than a cloth mask. And we've had to explain to each and every one of them when they ask, and like it's because it it, it unfortunately the cloth mask doesn't stop COVID, but these ones do. It stops it from spreading. And if mm -hmm. we all wear the correct masks, it won't spread. And it keeps us safer. Yes. And I've noticed that we've explained that to the members. And ever since explaining to them, this is why we need to have these masks, they've been wearing them more and more often. Yeah. yeah. Well, kids are more cooperative in a way. They, they're they <laughs> kind of like, okay, whatever. They try yeah. to adapt. Yeah. You know, they don't bring uh, their own personal views about it or 
you know, anything like that. They just, they follow them. So, but it does make us feel uh, not always so great about having to do that. Right. You know, that's a yeah. rule that we have to follow that we don't necessarily yeah. want yeah. to, but yeah. we have to, you know. So, because but it, uh, oh, go ahead. Because it can, it, it can put us in an uncomfortable position to where yeah. we really want to be their mentors and be yes. this figure they look up to and respect and listen and and listen to not out of the necessity of, oh, I'm the adult figure, mm-hmm. but out of mutual respect for one another that, hey, I'm a mentor here and I'm here to help you through these things and tutor you and teach you and we're going to have fun doing it the whole time. So it's a lot of that mutual respect that goes along with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it it is it is scary because it does change every day, and yeah. we don't sometimes we we try to get ahead of the pain, <laughs> but we can <laughs> we can't because every five minutes there's yeah. something that's uh, different. So I'm glad you guys shared that because I really think that's a a really really important part of of uh, the message to get out there that it it's it really is not us. We're not deciding to just do this because if we don't want to do it or we don't feel like coming in that day. It really is just something we have, we have to follow a rule like like anything else. Um, but 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 on a better note, let's do some shout outs. Yep. You ready I for agree. some shout outs? I am. All right. So shout outs. This is the portion of the program where we just shout out to whom whomever, whatever it is you want to shout out to. Sure. I'll start out first. Shout out to all of my homies out there uh, who are hanging in there with the COVID, the other sites. They are some of them. Um, now, don't some of our sick, um, some are quarantining, um, and yet they are still trying to do Zooms and program and uh, uh, fight through uh, this invisible enemy, enemy that um, keeps attacking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they are, they're doing that. So uh, all my staff out there, Ella, her staff, and... Uh, and Mr. Leo out there with Greenwood um, and Betty Reed. Um, guys, thank you so much for hanging in there. And, of course, my Martinez homies, thank you as well for hanging in there. So All that's previous sites out. that she mentioned will also be on future podcasts. Absolutely. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so that's my shout-out to my staff, my crew, my homies. All right. That was it. So my first shout out is going to be to James helping me not only with the tech stuff, but all the behind the scenes that, that oh, goes yeah. on. I'm, it's at least once a day I'm reaching out to him in his studio over here. Um, if it's not something on the computer, it would be for the alarm or how can I access this, um, the, something in the club. And then Leilani, I came up when I got hired over the summer, I started out at Betty Reed Middle School. So I was mm-hmm. at an Betty ASSI. Reed. Betty hey. Reed. Shout out to the Betty Reed, everybody out there. <laughs> And then Le- Leilani was able to help me out. Um, there's a saying, you know, once you've seen one Boys and Girls Club, you've seen one Boys and Girls Club. They're all unique. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have they all have their unique challenges as well. And Leilani's been very, very helpful um, with getting me started and running. And Avi and all, all the other staff here as well. And then Sheila um, having confidence in me and giving me this opportunity. And yeah, I really like the way things are going right now. And I'm excited about what's you know, the things that are coming. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all our Boys and Girls Club workers for working during this time and giving the kids a safe place to go to, especially in a time like this, knowing that we possibly can't be safe because of what's going on in the world. Um, I want to give a shout out to Sheila, 
That's me. That's me. Sheila has been a big part of helping this place run every single day, always giving 110% with the kids, with the parents, with everything. Um, shout out to Jose for joining us and being our site director. We needed one, so thank you. Um, shout out to Leilani. She's a big reason why I really love coming to work every day and working with the kids. And she's been a really great assistant psych director. She's helped everyone so much. She always has an answer to anyone's questions, which I really appreciate. Um, shout out to James because <laughs> like you've been here since like day one mm -hmm. and you've done everything every single year to help the club grow more and more. And you always help me with all my tech questions. So thank you. Aww, and shout out to you. everyone who works at Boys and Girls Club. Aw, <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give my shout out to all club staff mm. and kind of summarize it that this way. Um, we were all put, kind of putting our personal safety on the line here and personal mm -hmm. health on the line here. So I just want to thank you each and every day for really kind of sticking your health out there for the members and for our parents and for our community to really give them a safe space, even though... You know, COVID is not the best time for this kind of work right now because it is it is dangerous out there. We don't know who may be infected and who may not be. So the fact that you're all still coming in each and every day to be able to do this is big kudos to you. So thank you for it's really amazing, sticking with us. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Well, James. Yeah, I think that wraps it up think for we're episode number up four. Here? Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you tune in every Friday for our podcast. They go live at 10 a.m. every Friday, and they'll be posted on our YouTube channel and anchor.fm slash bgccc. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you all next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.